0: Yeah, my name is Felix, for those who don't know me, and I'm so blessed to be here this morning. It is such exciting days that we live in. It is the days of the Lord. And as elders, we, we thought about doing a series during this period until up to until... Uh, Pentecost, and it's a series about the Holy Spirit and walking with the Holy Spirit and what it means to walk with the Holy Spirit. So we are living in the spirit-filled days, according to the prophecy of Joel, chapter two, which says that in those days, the Lord will pour out his spirit, your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and your young people will see visions. These are the days that you are living in. But sometimes, you know, when these things are happening, and they are happening all around us, we are missing them because our eyes are fixated on other things, because we are looking for the tangible, physical existence of the Holy Spirit, yet the Holy Spirit has been poured, and he lives inside of each one of us. So I can say with emphasis and with much faith that we are living in the times of the Holy Spirit where the Holy Spirit has been poured. And my desire is for the Lord to open our eyes to realize that the Holy Spirit has been poured. And these are times that we can hear him speak and experience him in our lives. I want to share briefly, hopefully, from uh, the book of Galatians. And I've titled my talk, Walk by the Spirit. Galatians 5, I'm just going to take a few verses from Galatians 5. And the Bible says, 516, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They conflict with each other, so that they are not to do whatever, whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Verse 25. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I just want to pray for a minute. Can you just close your eyes? Holy Spirit, I just invite you in our hearts. I invite your presence with us this morning. Will you draw our hearts to Jesus and just allow us to know your presence with us this morning so that we can walk according to the purposes and the plans of our Heavenly Father in our lives so that Jesus may be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, some of you know this, some of you don't. I grew up as a Pentecost. Now, in my understanding of a Pentecost, we used to say, or they used to say, not me, (laughs) they used to say those days Pentecost, back in my country Kenya, they used to say, oh, we are on fire. So everybody used to, operate as if they are on fire and they've been fired up. So you had to, you know, even, even the way you spoke, they had to kind of almost train you. You couldn't speak slowly. You had to speak very quickly, you know, to demonstrate that you are on fire. You, you, you are not allowed to be afraid and, you know, timid. You are allowed to stand and look at people and be able to express yourself. And those are the things that kind of people looked at to kind of say whether the Holy Spirit is on you or not. Now, our services were very vibrant, you know, with people clapping and raising their hands and drums beating and dancing and all acclamation. And, you know, there was full of joy in the church. And then there would be a movement of the Spirit, and you would hear people speaking in different languages, we call it, speaking in tongues. And you would hear manifestations of the Spirit, you know, some people confessing on the floor, some jumping up and down, some laughing uncontrollably. And sometimes it just used to be chaos. <laughs> now, as I was growing up as a little boy, I would see all of these manifestations of the Spirit And I would really have a real desire. I want to do that. But it wasn't happening to me. Yes, I was a little boy, but I had that desire that whatever it is that these people are doing, I want to be part of that. But the reality of the matter is, If I could track the lives of these people who are making this manifestation and speaking the loudest at church and uh, conversing and laughing uncontrollably, their lives and their lifestyle is something that I wasn't sitting back and saying, I want to be like you. Yes, they were manifesting these things in church, in shavis, in fellowship, but I wasn't seeing the evidence of what they were manifesting in their life, how they were living. So it made me question time and time again the possibility of having the Spirit and not walking by the Spirit. Now, at my house, it was different. For those who don't know, again, ding, 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 I come from a big family. I come from a family of 19. So my mother and dad actually had 19 children. Yeah? Not many wives, one wife. Eh? So, <laughs> so at any given time, even though my brothers and sisters were older, so at every given time there were several of them who were out of the home, but at any given time there were about 10, 12 of us at home, including my parents. Probably you are looking at a family of 13, 14, 15 at home at every given time. And every time my dad and mom would gather us to pray and to sing and to worship. Now, whenever we would, we would gather every day to sing and praise and worship, it used to be amazing moments where we would just sing and praise, and my dad was a good Bible teacher, and he would teach us from the Bible, but I never saw the craziness, if I could call them, the craziness that was at church at my home. But there was some sort of stillness and love and joy and the presence of the heavenly Father that could fill our house. And sometimes we could go on till the morning. The birds would start singing when we are just lost in worship and praising and worshiping God. Now, my mom would speak in tongues. My dad did not speak in tongues, but he was a good teacher, and he would manifest into the power of the Holy Spirit in so many other ways. Some of my brothers and sisters would speak in tongues; some would not. But we would feel and sense the presence of the Heavenly Father present with us. So it kept me. On one hand, I like what is happening, and. There was lots of affirmation in my life that the Holy Spirit is on you. But my desire, if I'm being honest, was I want the drama. (laughs) I want to see this drama of conversing on the floor or speaking loudly in tongues or shouting or laughing. Because that is what will prove to people I've got something. And I've got to tell you, there is something in each one of us as believers, there is something, if you search your heart, you will find it. There is something that just wants people to know you are better than you actually are. <laughs> there is something inside of each one of us that is evil in a way, that wants to display to the outside world that, oh man, I can pray. Oh, you, you know, I can speak in tongues. You know, the power of God is in me. There is something, and it is not something good, because it is not to the glory of God. It is for other people to see so that they can say, oh, you got something. But that is not the reason why the Holy Spirit was given. That is not the reason why Jesus releases the Holy Spirit to us. He doesn't release us so that we can pride in ourselves and exalt ourselves, but he releases the Holy Spirit for mission so that we can be sent out to reach to others. I remember in one of these occasions, which led me to continue my doubt of this physical manifestation and what is going on in the heart. We were at a funeral of one of the church members, and the pastor said, Oh, you know what? I haven't seen people dance and jump and go there and go there and go there. I haven't seen that. This funeral seems a little bit cold. Then he invited someone to bring a song. As the song was being sung, people leaped on their feet dancing. And this woman who was notorious, I would say, for the manifestations of the Spirit, had just just leaped off her seat. And as she leaped, her feet caught the bench. And she was down on the floor. Her feet was split and she was bleeding. And I could look at those examples and I see, when I hear my dad teach me at home, And I hear the message, I hear about order in the spirit. I hear about God not wanting to expose you to shame, but to love you and to nurture you and to bring you into the place where he wants you to be. So I had my doubts. But time and time again, that made me, every time that there would be a call for the Holy Spirit, I would go. Because I was looking for something physical that was already inward. So, on one of my experiences, I was at university at this time, I was attending a conference, and after the sermon, the preacher invited people to go and receive the Holy Spirit. And as many occasions I had, had gone, I went also. And I stood there as the altar call was declared, and he started praying for people, and people were just falling all around me, and then I remained there, so dedicated to receive something, to see something, but I stood there alone. And I've got to tell you, it was a lonely time and a lonely moment. Sitting there, standing there in front of this conference, everybody around me seemed to have been zapped by God and they are down on their floor. They are crying or they are laughing and I'm just standing there so concentrated. I want to receive something but nothing. And I was thinking about this. I just felt like you might be there and your journey with the Holy Spirit is similar to mine. You are thinking that, I am seeking after you, God. I am coming to church. I am worshiping. And I can see people around me. Seemingly, they've got something. I can see the presence of the Heavenly Father seems to be on them. But physically, I see nothing. Or you might be at a place whereby, yes, you have received the Holy Spirit. Yes, you are walking with the Lord. But for a season in time, you just feel nothing. You feel alone. You feel like God has deserted you. You feel like the connection that you had with the heavenly Father seemingly is not there. And you feel lonely. I want to tell you, just because you are not experiencing something outwardly, doesn't mean that something is not going on inwardly. Because the power of the Holy Spirit is not in the outward outbursts, but it's in the inward transformation. And that is what the Lord wants you to know. That is why he came, so that you can have that peace inwardly that will last for the rest of your life. We tend to define having the Holy Spirit through physical manifestation. But what matters is inward transformation. Because outward outbursts and manifestation, they don't sustain you in the Christian walk. I go in Exodus 19 and I see the children of Israel. The children of Israel have been seeing Moses coming out of the presence of the God glowing. And they say, no, we want to go see God. We want to go see the presence of God. Anyway, God says, okay, they can come and see me. And Moses leads them to Mount Sinai. And as they go to Mount Sinai, God say, don't come closer to the mountain. I will speak to you, but don't come present to the mountain because you will die because of my presence. So they are there down at the mountain, and then God comes in manifestation. So the mountain mountain starts to shake, and there is earthquake, and there is fire on the mountain, and the whole place is covered by smoke, and they are trembling and shaking in the presence of God. And then God starts to speak to them. As he speaks to them, he's giving them the Ten Commandments. You shall not do this, you shall not do that. One thing specifically God tells them is that you will not take other gods. You will not worship other idols. And they are there, they are terrified. And they tell Moses, "No, no, 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 we don't want to speak to God. You go speak to God and we will hear what you say. So Moses climbs the mountain to go speak to God. He leaves the children of Israel. As they leave the presence of God, they have experienced the audible voice of God. They are experienced thunder and lightning and all of the signs that you can ever experience as a human being. But then when they go, what do they do? They go to Aaron and they tell Aaron, Aaron, this God is so far. We can't reach him, we can't touch him. We want you to make us an idol. What? Like seriously? You have just been in the presence of God, experienced the power of God, but that did not change you? Friends, that is a picture, that it is not the outward, the shocking, the the, the things that express outward that change us inwardly, but it is that deeper inner voice of the Spirit who speaks to us that brings change and transformation. I see 1 Kings 19. We see Elijah. Elijah is running away from Jezebel who wants to kill him. And Elijah is is running away. He has run away and he has gone into the wilderness. Then he goes into Mount Horeb and is hiding in the cave. And God tells him, come up to the mountain. I'm going to speak to you. So Elijah climbs up and goes up to the mountain. As Elijah goes up to the mountain... The mountain starts shaking with winds and violent storm. The rocks are splitting up and the wind is, and Elijah thinks, oh, God is in the wind. So Elijah is listening, looking to see God, but God is not in the wind. And then an earthquake comes and shakes the whole place. The whole place is shaking. Things are going up in the air. And Elijah says, surely God is in the earthquake. And Elijah looks and God is not in the earthquake. And then the whole mountain catches up fire. And fire is raging on the mountain. And Elijah thinks, oh, this is the moment. God God is here right now. But God is not in the fire. And as Elijah is thinking through this, he hears a gentle whisper. And finally, God has arrived. And he's arriving by a gentle whisper. God is not in the fire. He's not in the storm. He's not in the earthquake. He's in the gentle Whisper, And as Elijah hears the gentle whisper, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Elijah now is submitting because he realizes that it is not the surrounding and what is happening around me. It is not the storms that I'm facing in my life. God is not in that place, but God is right here, right now, where I am. So Elijah goes and stands in the cave and the Lord speaks to Elijah and tells Elijah, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And I feel you might be there this morning. You have been through storms and fires and earthquakes. You are going through stuff in your life. And you are asking yourself, where is God in these storms of my life that I'm facing? Where is God in these circumstances? I'm facing these terrible things that are happening in my life. Where is God in it? And God will tell you, don't look at the storms that you are facing in your life. Don't look at the fires that are raging in your life. Don't look at the complicated things that are happening in your life because they will just do give you doubt that I exist. But look deep down within because I am there. I am present. And I'm whispering something in your ear. Are you listening? Are you listening to what I'm whispering to you? Are you listening to the voice of God whispering? What is he saying to you this very moment? What is he whispering? I had the, the same experience this week. You know, when, when I'm preparing to come and speak, I'm, I'm always a last-minute person. I never over prepare or you know prepare way in advance I like waiting till the last minute but I was getting almost desperate this week because I was just not hearing anything and I spoke to Ad and Nathan last Sunday when Ad had just introduced this series and I told them I I, I just I'm not hearing anything from God. And they prayed with me. And the whole week, I'm not hearing anything or so, I thought. So I met Steve in the morning, one of the mornings on Thursday. This is Thursday, and I'm not hearing anything. I tell Steve, oh, my goodness, I'm speaking on Sunday. I just don't hear anything. And then I told Steve, but actually, he might just be speaking, and I'm not listening. And I told the elders when we met on Thursday, I told them, oh, I'm still nothing. Nothing. But when I sat down in, in my business and in my work, I started listening. And I realized the Lord has been speaking all along. And I just wasn't listening at all. Because I was looking for something dramatic, something so big and tangible to say, oh God, you have spoken. Could you try again? So there is a voice that is raging this morning. There is a voice in your heart this morning. Are you hearing that voice? What do you think the Lord will say to you right now? What do you think the Lord will say to us as a church right now? Because when Elijah listened, the Lord told him, I'm sending you. You think you have written yourself off, you think it is over, you think that you want to die, but I'm sending you once more. I'm sending you, and he sent him specifically, he told you, go and anoint two kings, and go and anoint a prophet. There is a calling on some people this morning to go and anoint kings and prophets. But you might be stuck in your own thoughts, thinking that I cannot be able to go because I'm done. I cannot be able to go because I'm not hearing from you, God, but God is telling you, no, you might think you are done, but I'm sending you with a new mission. Now your mission is you are going to anoint prophets. You are going to anoint kings. Keith read from the Psalms and it says that one generation will declare to another generation the glories of God. I feel a time has come by the power of the Holy Spirit for something to be passed on to the next generation. And God is raising us, each one of us, to be those that he's going to use to pass on that message to the next generation. So what is he telling you? That mom who is lonely with her baby, what is he telling you about her? As a church, all of these people that he's opening up these doors, and they are coming, we are not going out to seek after them. They are just coming. What is he telling you about them? In your own family, what is he telling you about shepherding your family and leading your family in the ways of the Lord? Will you open your ears to what the Lord is speaking? Because each one of us, he is speaking to us. But most of the time, we get lost in the drama and we miss what he is speaking to us. So, Paul says, walk by the Spirit. And you will not satisfy the desires of the flesh. The problem is, if I'm not listening to that inner voice, if I'm not walking in this, with the spirit, the result is I'm walking in the flesh. And what am I walking in the flesh? What are the things that are experiencing with the flesh? Galatians 5.19 says, The acts of flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. Idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, and envy. Some of these things I even don't know what they mean, but I just know they are terrible things. <laughs> <laughs> if you then, yeah, uh, and the like, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit. The kingdom of God. The spirit brings life and abundance. The spirit brings life eternal with Jesus. But acts of the flesh leads to destruction. So if I'm not heeding that inner voice within me, if I'm not heeding the voice of the Holy Spirit, what I'm doing is I am living by my flesh. I am living by the tendencies of what I need and what I want. And that leads me to destruction. But it is the desire of the Father, it is the will of God that none of us will perish, but all of us will come to the knowledge of his Son. So he is asking us this morning, will we seek to walk by his Spirit? So what does it mean, walking by his Spirit? Walking by his Spirit will entitle us to live daily obedient to the Holy Spirit will determine us to display in word, in prayer, in thanksgiving, in worship, that everything that we do, we are guided and led by the Holy Spirit. If I am tuned in to the Holy Spirit, what I do out there, and the manifestation I manifest out there, will be much more than the manifestation I manifest when I'm at church. Back to my picture of my childhood Pentecostal church, there was a problem because the manifestation outside the church were less than the manifestations in the church. So if I'm walking by the Spirit, every day of my life as I walk, I walk listening and hearing what the Holy Spirit, when he says, Go reach out to that mom who is struggling. Go help that old lady with her shopping. Go speak to your boss who is giving you headache. Go pray for that colleague who is not feeling well. Go help that someone who is in need and there is nobody who is giving them help. The more I listen to that and the more I walk The Holy Spirit will lead me more than the manifestation I manifest on a Sunday morning and then I go out and I live a totally different life. And that is the journey that I desire, we desire to walk together. That we will not be believers who will just be Sunday morning believers, but we will be believers who will go out into this community and influence Chetzee and Adolson and made for Jesus. And God has given us immense opportunities to be able to do so with the missions that we have here at church. What is He speaking to you about? What are you going to get involved in? If you speak to Jan, she's doing some pastoral uh, 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 care and you know, getting just people to, to see where is it here at church that I can be able to serve best. If you are wondering what is it that I can do, how can I help? Speak to John. And say, God, I want to serve you with my energy. I want to serve you with my resources. I want to serve you with my time. And she can help you, tell you, you can serve in this area. Because together, we want to journey together. The second way to walk with the spirit is abiding in him and relying on his direction. Jesus says that abide in me. I am the true vine. You are my branches. Abide in me. My tendency is always to want to to go, to leave the vine. But the Lord says abide in me, remain in me. I I am the tree. If you remain in me as a branch, you get all that I have as a tree. You don't need to look for that elsewhere. You don't need to go elsewhere to find it. I am here you can find it. So let us learn what it means to abide. Allow the Holy Spirit to produce fruit in you. We looked at this in our uh, previous series, which was the fruits of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. These are the fruits that we should desire. How are we loving people? How are we be, be being forbearance with one another? How are we having self-control in our own lives? How are we being gentle? Because all these fruits are inside of us. In my moment when I was stand there, stood there, stood there, lost, And thinking, God, this is embarrassing. (laughs) And I'm so disappointed. The pastor who was ministering looked at me. And he said, what's your name? So I told him my name. And he said, you are very humble. And you know what God says about the humble. That's the only words he told me. And I went and I sat down. But later on reflection, that meant more than the physical manifestation of falling down and conversing on the floor. Because God spoke right into my heart and told me, These are the fruits that I want you to live by. Now, I cannot tell you when it happened and how it happened after I have been walking and journeying with the Holy Spirit and having that faith that I have the Holy Spirit in me. All of these manifestations come without wanting them to come. Sometimes I am meeting, we, we were at a resonant conference, I think a year ago or so, and I could barely stand up. I was standing up, I'm down on the floor. I, I was useless. I was so undone. The things that I was desiring, so that I can toot myself and puff myself, now the Lord is doing, I, I really don't want to, because... I don't want that kind of spotlight on me. But he does them anyway. Because there is something that he started, first of all, working within my heart. And now when those manifestations come, now I understand. This is just my response to what has already happened inwardly. Now when I hear a call of the Holy Spirit, I still go. Why do I still go? Because there isn't an amount of enough that you can receive with the Holy Spirit. He wants to continue flowing and flowing. I spoke about the picture of Ezekiel in Ezekiel 47. When the Lord gives Ezekiel this picture of a river... Now this river starts at the table as, and as it flows you can, the water is at the, at the feet then it's at the ankle, then it's at the loins then Ezekiel gets submerged in this river and he cannot control it anymore. And there is no amount of feeling that you will be filled and you say oh I've got enough God. But remember God will only take you as far as you want to go and not a step So how willing are you to be filled? How far do you want to go? Because how far you want to go, that is how far he's going to take you. If you want to control it and control yourself and say, I'm going to be filled up to my feet and I'm not going anymore, that is where you will stay. But if you yield to the power of the Holy Spirit and say, here I am, just take me, let me flow with the river, you will flow with the river of his Holy Spirit. I'll just invite Jenny. I'm going to stop there. I I could go on, (laughs) but I'm going to stop. Jenny, if you could come with your band. But even as Jenny comes, you might be asking, how can I go from here? I just want to invite you. The Lord says, seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. If you seek the Lord, if you ask, if you seek, if you knock, he will come. Without a shadow of a doubt, he will come. And then Jesus says that if you being evil, which, 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 which translates into you are evil. If you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will the father give the spirit to those who ask? And there is always an opportunity to just ask the Lord, fill me more. Give me more. And he will fill you and empower you that each day as you walk, you will walk by his Spirit.